Hello and welcome to the Claps Experiment, <clears throat> where apparently my throat is still congested. Uh, I apologize for that, but uh, we're going to get to it anyways. So, to get started with this daily dose of World War III, although it's not really daily, is it? Is it like bi-daily, tri-daily? I don't know. Uh, but um, in order to really get... Uh, what is going on here? We're going to backtrack a little bit because some of the previous stories that um, we've already uh, talked about before have new revelations coming out, including Chinese spy balloon gathered intelligence from sensitive U.S. military sites despite U.S. efforts to block it. Yes, that's uh, where we're at with this. And uh, I seem to remember quite a few people were referring to me as an idiot and a moron for thinking that, you know, a Chinese spy balloon was nothing to worry about. Why do we care? Why are they sending it over? So yeah, uh, the intelligence China collected was mostly from electronic signals, which can be picked up from weapon, weapon systems or include communications from base personnel which is kind of what I was suspecting. <clears throat> the Chinese spy balloon that flew across the United States was able to gather intelligence from several... Uh, of course, they're reiterating the same crap all over again. China was able to control the balloon so it could make multiple passes over some of the sites, at times flying figure eight formations, and transmit the information it collected back to Beijing in real time. <clears throat> The three officials said. Now, keep in mind, we actually do have programs to do the exact same thing. We do have spy balloons that we use. We just don't really talk about it. And uh, a lot of people assume that we just use satellites. But satellites can only do so much. And when you've got a nice little cushy area that no one else can uh, infiltrate, why wouldn't you use it? The intelligence China collected was mostly from, and they're reiterating the same thing again, the three officials said China could have gathered much more intelligence from sensitive sites if not for the administration's efforts to move around potential targets and obscure the balloon's ability to pick up their electronic signals by stopping them from broadcasting or emitting signals. That's that's not you're you're now having to work around the fact that they're spying on you, which uh, that's not <laughs> efforts to move around potential targets and obscure the balloon's ability to pick up their electronic signals by stopping them from broadcasting or emitting signals. Yeah, um, that's not. Cool. you you shoot it down you just shoot it down that's that's what's happening here like you all of a sudden have to operate differently from how you've been doing things and uh <laughs> you're okay this is this just uh goes to show that um our systems are failing us so yeah they they basically couldn't operate while this balloon is overhead that's that's great. That's amazing. So yeah, that's what we now know the Chinese spy balloon was doing. Uh, doesn't really answer any questions about the other ones that <clears throat> potentially were something else. So uh, yeah, I really want to learn more about the one that fell in Canada that 
they can't find. That one fascinates me. And then there's the one in Alaska that was shutting down the uh, electronics and the fighter jets that were coming near it. So that one kind of fascinates me too. Uh, And other news, U.S. Army deploys first hypersonic weapon division, which surprised the crap out of me because I'm pretty sure last time I checked, we weren't able to create hypersonic missiles. Like, that was a failed program. But, according to this, uh, Gag, Gag, Ged, Gagged, Get, I don't know, dot com? G A G A D G E T dot com. Um, Gag, Gadget, Gag, Gadget. U.S. Army deploys first hypersonic weapons division with a launch range of more than 2,775 kilometers and a speed of 6,000 plus kilometers. Let's see how legit this is because this kind of goes against all the other stuff that I've read about hypersonic weapon systems and how we don't have them. While the U.S. Air Force abandoned, okay, so they're starting with that, Airborne Hypersonic Weapon Project, U.S. Army successfully deployed the first long-range hypersonic weapon division. This happened in late winter, but has now been officially announced. Here's what we know. The first ground-based hypersonic weapons division has been deployed to Cape Canaveral, where it is being tested. U.S. troops are in active training before the battery goes into combat duty. This kind of looks like a a Patriot system in a way. It's uh, obviously the, the rockets are housed in some type of box that they fire from. The deployment of the hypersonic weapons was a multi-service effort. The U.S. Army's Pacific, U.S. Indo-Pacific Command, and U.S. Strategic Command, and the Army Rapid Capabilities and Critical Technologies Office were involved. Well, that's nice. <clears throat> U.S. troops have practiced real-world missions with real data in real time to improve combat readiness. Good for you. They played video games. Uh, the joint development between the U.S. Army and the U.S. Navy. First launchers were received two years ago. The U.S. Army has requested uh, almost a billion dollars from Congress for continued development of hypersonic weapons for fiscal year 2024 and uh, $150 million for procurement. Okay, so uh, these things are not cheap. Remember when we were just concerned about bullets? <laughs> Hypersonic missiles has a maximum flight speed of Mach 5 uh, and a launch range of over 2,700 kilometers, which means it is a medium-range weapon. The launcher is located in the Oshkosh chassis, which uh, also used in Patriot surface-to-air missile systems. Okay, so I was kind of right. I just eyeballed it. Um, yeah, so we are deploying hypersonic weapons, and for some reason, they're deploying them in the U.S. It's almost like we're getting ready to defend ourselves from someone. Oh, don't talk about Nord Stream. WAPO report further demolishes official narrative, as just about anything could. We could probably have, like, two-year-olds do research on this, and they'd just be like, this is bull poop. 
German investigators are now expressing severe doubts about the official Nord Stream sabotage narrative that was pushed hard in the aftermath the bombshell Seymour Hersh report, which pointed the finger at a joint CIA-U.S. Navy covert operation with help from Norway. Last month, Hirsch published an article on Substack. CIA planted a cover story for the Nord Stream bombings and it was fled to the fed to the New York Times and the German newspaper Die Zeit. Likely, uh, this was in direct re- reaction to Hirsch's findings. A source within the U.S. intelligence community told the famed Pulitzer Prize-winning journalist. It was a total fabrication by American intelligence that was passed along to the Germans and aimed at discrediting your story. Yeah, um, I, for one, would put a lot more faith in Hirsch figuring out what the hell happened than whatever the government decides to tell us. The favored narrative became one that said pro-Ukraine partisans did it in a rogue op, which none of that story makes any bleeping sense. None. None of it. It just, what the, who came up with this? It's definitely one of those toilet bowl ideas that just, oh, oh yeah, kerplunk, I've got an idea. The her let's see here, Hirsch has maintained this was by design concocted in order to shield the U.S. and Biden administration for ordering the operation. The Dizit report cited German officials to assert that the pipeline sabotage bombings were carried out by six people using a yacht rented in Poland that was owned by two Ukrainians. The details on this is fascinating considering they don't say who the people were because they don't exist. In the days that followed, several Western media outlets seized on the narrative and published similar articles, reinforcing the cover story, but now a fresh, lengthy investigative Washington Post story published Monday is actually confirming many of Hirsch's conclusions. Indeed, the cover story is already fast unraveling. What's more is that the WAPO article bluntly states Western officials are not at all eager to talk about the Nord Stream sabotage because they did it and they got caught suggesting to continue cover-up in progress, or, in effect, a limited hangout. Also, very telling is the Western accusations directed at Russia have long ago quieted down. Isn't that interesting? Uh, Obviously, Russia did it. (laughs) Of course they blew up their own pipeline. They're crazy over there. They're a bunch of raging alcoholics. Why wouldn't they? And then all of a sudden, they come out with this new story, which takes the... Because they're like, who came up with this dumb stuff? You're fired. (laughs) Below are some surprising and damning excerpts from the WAPO report. Again, which reveal a dramatic narrative shift once again in progress. Doubts about the suspicious sailboat and ability of any entity without the direct backing of a government, which has the resources it means to be able to pull it off. But after months of investigation, law enforcement officials now suspect that the 50-foot yacht, the Andromeda, which was probably not the only vessel used in the audacious attack. They also say the boat may have been a decoy put to sea to distract from the true perpetrators, who remain at large, according to officials with knowledge of the investigation led by Germany's Attorney General, Remember when Germany was good at catching, like, anybody for any stupid thing? Excerpts uh, noted, experts noted that while it was 
theoretically possible to place the explosives on the pipeline by hand, even skilled divers would be challenged submerging more than 200 feet to the seabed and slowly rising to the surface to allow time for their bodies to decompress. Otherwise, you get the bends and you could probably die. More on the sailboat as decoy and evidence, which seems planted and overly obvious. Uh, Polish and Ukraine state connections. So, yeah, it goes into more detail debunking the entire story. You can read that at thecollapseexperiment.com. Secretive tips given the German investigators, which were suspiciously concrete. Yeah, uh, as the Nord Stream mystery has turned into an international game of Clue. That'd be a horrible game of Clue because it's very obvious from the moment you open the board and you're like, yeah, uh, the U.S., CIA, uh, U.S. Navy, and uh, Joe Biden. (laughs) German investigators have sourced the Andromeda for leads. Officials first became interested in the vessel after the country's domestic intelligence agency received a very concrete tip from a Western intelligence service that the boat may have been involved in the sabotage. Weird. It's almost like they were just handed information to use for a stupid story. According to German security official who declined to name the country that shared the information. It was the U.S. Uh, what? Declined to name the country. That's odd. Why? Andromeda's <laughs> whereabouts in the... Past stopovers left a virtual trail of breadcrumbs that were a bit too obvious. Yeah. <clears throat> Let's see here. Don't talk about Nord Stream. This blowout is hard to watch. Seymour Hirsch keeps running up the score. Yeah. Um, Hirsch did not uh, Epstein himself. I'm just going to say that right now because when it happens, he didn't do it. Once again, all of the above is more in line with what Hirsch has reported from the beginning, and yet, as detractors have remained just as fierce uh, in their attacks and denunciations, despite his legendary track record of getting things right from Melai to Abu Ghraib in Syria. Oh, to Syria. Abu Ghraib was in Iraq. Yeah, Abu Ghraib to Syria. So, yeah, um, more... Other journalistic outlets are backing Seymour Hirsch's claims, and um, I didn't need Seymour Hirsch to tell me who did this stuff. It was pretty obvious from the beginning, because when our stupid political leaders are openly saying for months on end, we're going to take on Nord Stream, I guarantee it. I want some ice cream. Yeah, um... So, we've got three more articles. Two of them are actually uh, very similar topics. Saudi Arabia suffers 60% fall in inward investment, and that ties into OPEC deciding to uh, lower their production by 1 million barrels. That's quite a cut. And as we've known for the last 20 years, uh, Saudi Arabia's oil production is in decline, Uh, If you want more information on that, I highly suggest checking out a movie called Collapse. Uh, You can find links to free versions of that. I believe Odyssey and YouTube, you can find it, but I think one has like German subtitles. It doesn't matter. 
um, but collapse with Michael Rupert, uh, and he goes into some nice detail about what is happening in Saudi Arabia. Because uh, if their production was as good as they say that it is, uh, if their reserves were still tip-top, they wouldn't be going into offshore drilling, which is highly expensive. So let's see what Forbes has to say about Saudi Arabia. And this could explain why they're changing their mind on a lot of their policies. Foreign direct investment to Saudi Arabia fell by almost 60% in 2022. It is the first... Uh, why is this popping up? I Oh, this Forbes is horrible. Man, like half the screen is covered by pop-ups. Okay, uh, 2022 and its first annual drop for five years and the second largest drop in more than 15 years. Total inward investment into the kingdom last year was $7.9 billion, according to data released by Saudi Central Bank, which isn't a whole heck of a lot. Although it was the second highest annual figure since 2016, it was far below the $19.3 billion recorded in 2021. That 2021 figure was the highest point in more than a decade and was largely due to the $12.4 billion deal by local oil giant Saudi Aramco to sell a large minority stake in its Aramco oil pipelines company subsidiary. And so, yeah, Saudi Arabia has seen a decline in money coming in, and I'm guessing this is Western-backed interest because... Otherwise, I I think if we weren't still pumping money into Saudi Arabia, Russia and China wouldn't be able to step in and say like, yeah, um, you're tired of losing money. We've got a lot of money to spend. How about you deal with us? Our currency's awesome. Uh, even the 2021 figure was far below the FDI levels seen in the first decade of the century. In 2008, total foreign investment into the country had been $39.5 billion and remains at an elevated level. So, in 15 years, it went from almost $40 billion to under $10. Uh, this may explain a lot of why Saudi Arabia is no longer interested in Western countries as investors. However, the amount of money that the investors were willing to put into the Gulf country's economy steadily dwindled over the following years, hitting a record low of just $1.4 billion in 2017. Yeah. Okay, so this is answering a lot of questions as to why Prince Mohammed bin Salman is um, acting the way that he is. Apparently, he also has his own 2030 vision initiative. Wait. He's into this BS. While the Saudi economy has made up some of the last lost ground since then, the amount of foreign capital coming into the country is still far below the level needed to fund the radical transformations of the economy being pursued by Prince Salman. Yeah, so I think this is regarding that wall city tower 15 minute thingamabob where he wants to cram everybody into one building. <clears throat> Under a national investment strategy launched in October last year, the government hopes to draw in more than $100 billion a year by FDI of FDI by 2030. So wait a minute, you peaked at $40 billion a year back in 2008, 
And now you're aiming at having 100 billion coming into your country by 2030. Okay, this guy definitely is some type of um, uneducated royalty because that's just insane. Getting close to that figure will require either a market step change in the performance of the economy or a series of large details to sell state assets akin to the 2021 transaction by Ramco or a combination of both. Yeah, okay, so he is definitely... Uh, there was uh, seen a clear attempt to persuade multinationals to abandon their usual regional base in du Dubai as fueled speculation about a rift between the Saudis and UAE leaderships. So I think China and Russia are definitely um, diddling over in uh, the Middle East, shaking things up a bit, and this is changing Saudi Arabia's... Uh, uh, future strategies. And uh, it, it's amazing, I find, that China goes over and brokers this peace deal between Saudi Arabia and Iran. And what happens, what, two weeks? Was that two weeks ago? Uh, OPEC makes shock million barrel uh, cut in new inflation risk. I don't see that impacting inflation. It's um, supply and demand. I don't understand why these people get these things confused, but it irritates the sh out of me. Saudi leads cartel with its own 500,000 supply reduction. White House says the move by OPEC is ill-advised. What? Are we going to go into Saudi Arabia? Are you serious? We're not going to touch Saudi Arabia. You're out of your freaking mind. Of course, Daddy Bush is gone, so maybe U.S. policies will change. But uh, for some reason, uh, they are really... <clears throat> what? What are you threatening Saudi Arabia with? We're not going to hand you any more money? They're already buying arms from Russia, and now they have Chinese yuan coming into the country. So, guess what? They're... <sighs> we are basically... If Saudi Arabia was a pimp, we were the bottom biatch, and now that's being replaced by somebody else. <laughs> uh, it's only a matter of time before Saudi Arabia says, ho, go home. Uh, OPEC has announced a surprise oil production cut of more than 1 billion barrels a day, abandoning previous assurances that would hold supply steady and posing a new risk for the global economy. Now, for some reason, I can't read the rest of this. I'm guessing they want me to subscribe or something. But um, that, f that first opening sentence right there alone um, kind of explains everything. So, yeah, expect your local gas prices to go up because Saudi Arabia is uh, sticking it to us now. And uh, this is... I wanted to know more about this because they're bragging about, this is through debrief.org, breakthrough ballistic missile intercept demonstrated by U.S. Missile Defense Agency and Aegis, a, a, Aegis System Test. I'm pretty sure. AEGIS System Test. Uh, the U.S. Military Defense Agency and the U.S. Navy have reported a successful intercept of a ballistic missile target with one of the Navy's most advanced combat systems. 
I'm guessing this is geared toward North Korea because this still doesn't um, help with the hypersonic missile issue that we currently have where we can't detect it and we can't shoot it down. Uh, and this really doesn't impress me because weren't we working on the system back in the 80s? Uh, in a landmark demonstration that similar tests in recent years have failed to achieve, parts of the flight test uh, weapon system 31 event, the test showcased the capabilities of a Aegis ship configured for ballistic missile system to locate and intercept a medium-range ballistic missile during a terminal flight phase. The final stage of flight in the projectile's path as it approaches its target. <clears throat> I feel like this is kind of misleading. Because from my understanding, the rocket itself gets it into the stratosphere or space. And then as it goes into re-entry, the actual uh, detonation device at the tip disconnects from the rest of the rocket and free falls to the planet towards the target. At least this was how it was explained to me before. It no longer stays in a um, missile form. Why is this popping up? What is... I feel like all my stuff is just uh, against me today. The test was successfully completed using a pair of standard missile uh, SM6 dual two missiles featuring upgraded software and launched in a single salvo of two interceptors. Launched from the Pacific Missile Range Facility in Hawaii. Weird. Weird they be using Hawaii. I wonder if they're worried about some crazy little man. Rocket man. Uh, target used in the demonstration was successfully intercepted by the SM-6 Dual-2 missiles launched from abroad. The USS Daniel... I... What? Uh, Inau? 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 And now he, I, who's naming these ships? A USN Arlene Burke, class destroyer named for the late U.S. Senator from Hawaii. Well, that explains the last name. The SM-6, also called the, okay, that's, is equipped to carry over-the-horizon air defense capabilities for extended-range anti-air warfare use with capabilities that include defense against UAVs, airborne anti-ship cruise missiles, and a range of other uses. The DSM-6 featured the recent software upgrade can also defend against short- to medium-range ballistic missiles. So it's not even really designed for that from what I'm reading here. It marked the third successful flight test using the vessel equipped for ballistic missile defense with the dual following its software up. Okay, so they're bragging about this software upgrade. Good, good for you. Um, let's just hope it actually works when it's needed. So yeah, that was um, that was really the last thing that I had here today. Uh, although I am hearing from other channels that uh, Marburg apparently is uh, spreading across Africa. And we also have Joe Biden and Fauci yesterday telling people, well, we need to prepare for the next pandemic. <clears throat> and Fauci himself said something about 2024, which is weird because it's an election year. And what happened 
the last election year when rules were changed to get somebody else elected. Well, uh, I'm just saying uh, the timing is very fortunate with this. Where I thought bird flu was going to be the culprit, uh, you have Marburg out there, which is not airborne, it's droplet, uh, bodily fluids. So if somebody coughs in their hand and grabs a handrail, you can catch it. There's a 21 day, um, gener- uh, 21 day, uh, what period of time where the virus takes hold. So you're not showing symptoms right away, although you've contracted it. Oh, and they're estimating it has a 50% rate of death. Although anybody who's contracted this version of the virus so far in Africa has died which in my math says 100% kill ratio in 21 days that you can spread the virus. So yeah, I don't know. Uh, Should this be something that we're... Yes, yes, because um, everybody who's in charge seems to have their heads in places that are dark and um, smelly. So... Yeah, I, I'm actually kind of worried about this one. I thought they're going to do the bird flu. Um, who knows? It could be a combination of both. Maybe some some weirdo in a lab is like, "What if we combine the bird flu with Marburg virus? That would be pretty awesome." <sighs> Why do I say things like this? It gives bad people bad ideas. So, anyways, that's about it for me today. We're getting close to 30 minutes. I thought I was going longer than that, and. Uh, I still have other things to do before I go to work. So, hope everyone's doing well and keep on typing.